Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend yes yes y'all from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show here in March 2021. Feels like we need to tell you guys that. It is March 2021. feel like people are mistaking this for March 2020. Is there really a difference between the two of them? I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully there yes. is. Do I have much yes. faith in that? Do you know why? You know why? I am very hopeful about March 2021. I think things are going to be good in March 2021. March 2020, I think we all agree. March 2021. That's where the money's at. I hope so. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on the Facebook.com, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good she is the duchess of the dorks she is ashley pickle hello ashley howdy my stomach just growled i'm i'm hungry <laughs> you having uh you having trouble here over here no i'm just hungry hmm. i'm usually not this hungry at this point in the show but does today um, I'm i mean hungry. Do, i mean just hypothetically does that sound like something that two large pizzas would cure Yes, probably too much. It would probably cure it too much. I'm not doing the pizza challenge today. Just saying. I mean, we've got <laughs> today is Monday, March 1st. We made it through. I can't say that February is a trash month. I'm not allowed to because my wife's birthday is in February. Uh, but I like March. I... I don't know. March has been I think we, I think absolute poop for like the last two years. That's for true. Me. That's a great point. So now, I'm really hoping that this March is not as now, poopy as the last two have here's, been. Here's the other thing. Extra I think part. we can all agree. We got past January. We've got some now good, some good space between us and January. You know what I mean? Because yeah. January is trash month. Um, today is Monday, March 1st, 2021. 269 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1117. 1117. This is the Kip Wells episode. I like the name Kip. 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 I remember when he got signed in like 2006, and they thought, "Oh man, that's a that's a, a nice solid project. like girl or guy name." Kip. This is uh this is Kip Wells, uh, who is uh yeah he's uh he's a Baylor guy. He's yeah. from uh, he went to Fort Pendelkins. Fort Pendelkins. 
Shout out to uh, Kip Wells. On today's show, my friends, we got some headlines from across the state, including what happened in college football across the state of Texas. It was actually a big slate of college football across the state of Texas yeah. this weekend, plus some big coaching maneuvers in the Texas high school football ranks. We'll get to all that. Back half of the show, we're going to take a look at a piece that was written by Texas Football Today's own Bill Connolly of ESPN.com. Uh, he went through and he ranked the top 60 college football quarterbacks of the last two decades, mm -hmm. since 2000. Yeah. And there is, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, a nice smattering of Texas college quarterbacks. Yeehaw. We'll focus in on that, and I'll say which ones perhaps that uh, should have. I'm not saying that he missed any of them, because I think that overall, I think there's, what, there nine? He's got nine mm -hmm. on there. Um, I'm not going to say that he missed any of them, because I think that, that it's a pretty darn good list, and I, I, I would maybe move some around here and there. But here are some that I think also deserve conversation when we spread that out to the top Texas college quarterbacks. He's got to fit in yeah. ba Baker uh, Mayfield just, and Trevor Lawrence yeah. and, and guys that it's we don't way, have to worry about. Yeah, it's way right. different when you're looking at a state right. compared to nationally. Right, so we are going to get to that coming up with the back half of the show. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Ed McElroy, Ryan Smiga, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Hello, friends. Okay. Let's get to some headlines from across the state of Texas, and we will start on the football field, where there was a very, very large slate of college football action across the state of Texas this weekend. I actually got to sit down and enjoy some football this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I sat down and I watched a decent amount of Lamar and McNeese. Um, Mc no, I'm sorry, Lamar and Nichols. That scared me. Um, okay. Yeah, did oh. you hear the the motorcycle oh. rev up? Oh, I thought what scared you no. was me watching thinking it was thinking it was McNeese and not Nichols. No. Um, There's no. a motorcycle that it decided to start revving its engine right there. So uh, Sam Houston State um, got on the field for the first time in 450 days. Crazy. Um, and uh, the uh, it was a, a, a wild 43-38 win for uh, Sam Houston State in a game that, combined, that had more than 1,200 combined yards of total offense. Eric Schmidt, of course, the Woodlands product, uh, was the quarterback for Sam Houston. He went crazy. Uh, 428 yards and a pair of touchdowns. He added 88 yards on the ground. Ramon Jefferson ran for 139 yards. Uh, Chandler Harvin was the top target for them. Um, this was a team that uh, – this was a really fun game back and forth with southeastern Louisiana. Sela's got a big offense as well. Uh, but Sam Houston State was able to come up with a big play uh, on the uh, uh, on fourth and two to stop Sela's uh, uh, final kind of last gasp to hold on for a 43-38 to win uh, and hold on for a, a nice season-opening victory there uh, for Sam Houston State. So it's good to see the Bearcats back on there. And next week... Sammy State gets gets ready for Nichols, number nine Nichols, and Nichols mm -hmm. looked really good against Lamar. Yeah, they did. Kind of uh, ruining um, the debut of Blaine Morgan, the the new coach at Lamar. Mm -hmm. The problem for Lamar, and I watched actually a decent amount of this game. Um, the the biggest problem for Lamar, they were getting eaten alive mm -hmm. up front, absolutely eaten alive. Now, part of that is I think that Nichols is pretty good, right? And they're the number nine team in the nation in FCS. 
Yeah, there's but, a little bit of undersized. Sure, there. and Lamar, you know, is in a rebuilding mode, mm-hmm. first-year head coach, you know, obviously a strange season, things like that. But they, they looked out of sorts, and they could not really get anything going offensively or defensively. Um, and and so they, they took a thumping from, uh, uh, from Nichols. Uh, elsewhere, um, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting, one of the big questions uh, coming into the season was, uh, was at Incarnate Word, and how they were going to replace their superstar quarterback, John mm-hmm. Copeland. Uh, John Copeland, uh, of course, uh, from uh, they they were uh, they were asking whether or not Cameron Ward. Cameron Ward was the guy they wanted to turn to. Uh, could he be the guy that could step in and 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 keep that offense on the tracks? Uh, I would say that he did. Uh, they were he was spectacular in their 48-20 win over McNeese. Um, McNeese was ranked, and they were able to, to mm-hmm. absolutely hammer them. Uh, McNeese, or rather, uh, the Cameron Ward, 24-35 for 306 yards and four touchdowns. He completed passes to 11 different He's receivers. Um, th- I mean, this is this is the Eric Morris offense mm-hmm. at you know running at peak efficiency. They want to spread the ball out. They want to get the ball to a variety of different guys, and they were able to do that. They also uh, were able to uh, the, to run the ball. Uh, Kevin Brown was able to run the ball for 117 yards. They were able to look. This is a, an incarnate word team that coming into the year, the big question was whether or not they're going to have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they're going to get that from Cam Ward every week, <laughs> I think they'll be they'll doing be just, just fine. fine. <laughs> uh, they'll be just fine. And look, they've still got a, a ton of big games up. They've still got Southeastern Louisiana. They've still got Nichols. They've still got Sam Houston. Right, uh, a lot on the schedule. But um, you know, as far as the playoffs are concerned. They get players if they get play like that quarterback spot they'll mm-hmm. be just fine. Um, two other things I want to mention: um, Mary Harden Baylor uh, went to crazy in a 52-7 win over Southwestern. That's not surprising. Mm-hmm. They ran for 255 yards on the ground. Tommy Bowden, their quarterback, was really good again. Carried the ball for 112 yards uh, to lead it. Uh, defense, unsurprisingly, for uh, Mary Harden Baylor, which is kind of their bread and butter, was yep. excellent as well. Uh, Texas Lutheran. But Texas Lutheran. Yeah, some TLU action. They go and they beat Sul Ross mm-hmm. 24-3 and run for 384 yards. Yeah. Uh, six and a half yards a carry, basically. Chris Monroe uh, at a college station leads the way with 176 yards on the ground to Corey Willis. Was excellent as well. Um, this was a team that, yeah, look, they they, they really got on the ground and, and, and ran. So congratulations to them. A big win uh, for Texas Lutheran. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bulldogs take down Ross State. Of course, uh, you can check out uh, our our, co- our co- small college insider, Corey Hogue's work at TexasFootball.com for more on that. Okay. I also want to make sure we highlight a couple of things uh, on the um, on the co- on the high school football coaching front, there were a mm-hmm. number of changes that that came down that I think were particularly noteworthy. One of them, uh, we kind of alluded to it last week with uh, when we talked with Eric Mims, the new head coach at um, uh, the new head coach at Amarillo Paladero. Thank you. Um, we we kind of alluded to that. That mm-hmm. obviously that's a really big gig for him to go home. There's another homecoming going on. South of there, yes. in Lubbock, as a DJ man, is uh, the new head coach at Lubbock Coronado. Lubbock Coronado is his alma mater. He's a guy who is probably best known as um, one of the better, 
recruiting coordinators mm-hmm. around the state. Coming he, out of Cedar Hill. He was at, before he was at Cedar Hill, which is where he's been for the past couple of years, he was at Crosby with Jeff Reardon. Um, this is a guy who knows his way around high school football programs and a guy who I think has been waiting for an opportunity like this. And, you know, a guy who's been on a lot of short lists, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool that his alma mater came open and he gets to go home. You know, it's funny, when I've talked with, with DJ... Sorry, when I talk with Coach Mann, he has, you know, uh, he's mentioned that, you know, he's a West Texas guy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he, he coached in Houston, right, with Crosby. Yeah, he coached in, in, in DFW with Cedar Hill, but, like, he, I think there was part of him that was really itching to get mm-hmm. back to Lubbock, which is where he's from. Uh, and he gets that awesome opportunity to go back uh, there. So, congratulations to TJ That Mann. seems like a big West Texas guy. Any time yeah. that we, we hear from a coach that, that played out in West Texas, it seems mm-hmm. like they're always itching at any opportunity to be able to get back there. Um, also heading home to their alma mater is um, T.J. Dibble. T.J. Dibble uh, is going to be the new head coach at uh, L.D. Bell in Hearst. Uh, he is he was, of course, Arlington's defensive coordinator the past couple of years. Uh, he is a Bell graduate from 2000. Uh, he played at uh, Sam Houston State. He was an assistant all around kind of the Metroplex, a uh, variety of different places. But he's been at Arlington High since 2017. Uh, so congratulations to Coach Dibble. Uh, Denison has filled their, their, their vacancy. Mm-hmm. Brent Whitson is leaving South Grand Prairie to go up to Denison, take over there. Uh, we've got a piece up on TexasFootball.com from our own Matt Stepp about that. So check that out. Brent Whitson is heading to, um, is heading to, to Denison. north to Denison. Um, also, other things to, to, to keep in mind, um, you know, there was, a, there was a big shakeup, one thing to keep an eye on. There was a big shakeup down in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, specifically at Sherland ISD, mm-hmm. uh, as they have uh, they promoted their uh, Sherland head coach Ron Adame to he- uh, to athletic director. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Coach Adame, he gets a promotion. As does Sherland Pioneer coach Tom Lee. Tom Lee's getting promoted to assistant AD. Mm-hmm. As a result, and this is just kind of crazy, but both head coaching vacancies are now open there. So Sherilyn and Pioneer are both open, and the guys who will be making the hires are the former coaches. coaches. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye on that. Big doings down there in the Rio Grande Valley. And then one more. Obviously, there's a. I think there's a few other really big vacancies that everybody's kind of got their eye on. One of them is Brock. Mm-hmm. Everyone's wondering where Brock's going to go. Matt, our own Matt Stepp at Dave Campbell's Texas Football reports that they are they are down to five candidates, and there's going to be a final round of interviews this week. Uh, he says that the five finalists include an internal candidate, a former head coach in the big country, uh, a current DFW head coach, a current DFW defensive coordinator, and a head coach in Central Texas. We can expect a decision around the end of the week. That's so a big get. That would be a very, that's a very big job out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, it's one of the biggest jobs open right now. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that, South Carolina Prairie is pretty big. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that. We will, of course, have complete coverage for you at texasfootball.com. And those are some, oh, one more. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm into to mention one more. Uh, we've got, uh, as uh, New Braunfels Canyon has made, made ah, a higher yes. rate last week. Yeah. Thursday, um, New Braunfels Canyon made an announcement that they are hiring, or rather, this, let me be, let me be clear. It came from <laughs> from the coach. Yes, Coach Travis Bush at Seguin and told his team Thursday that he is going to be leaving to go take over at New Braunfels Canyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is interesting about that, Coach uh, Coach Bush, uh, he should be approved by Comal ISD earlier later this week. He's been at Seguin for five years. Um, last couple of seasons, they've been they've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think they're clearly on the on the upward trajectory. Um, he is, uh, of course, the the son of Bruce Bush. Uh, but Coach Bush, very interesting. 
he's he's taking over a program. You know, New Braunfels Canyon is one of the great breakout stories of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind, they're in the same district. Yep. They're in the same district. So that should be a juicy district matchup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Travis Bush is going to be leaving to take over from Sakine to New Braunfels Canyon. Of course, we got complete coverage of all things Texas high school football at TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Two magazines, including the summer book, which I have to do so much work on today. Oh my gosh. Like March is like magazine season. Yeah. Um, so between that, uh, you get two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. We hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Okay, Pickle. Let's talk quarterbacks. Yes. Everybody likes talking quarterbacks. And so that's what we're going to do. Everybody likes talking quarterbacks because it's easy. Right? Yeah. It's easy to watch quarterbacks and know when quarterbacks are doing well. You, you know? Yeah. It's not a lineman where if right. you've never really done it, then it's a little bit harder to tell what they're doing. It is, it is very often hard to tell if, if to the to the layman, mm-hmm. to the, the average Joe Joe six-pack yeah. who's watching football on a Sunday or Saturday, mm-hmm. it's often hard to tell if a cornerback's having a good day. Yeah. Or like, like even the difference between a tight end and yes. a wide receiver. Yes. You can tell what the wide receiver, because they're down the field out by themselves, the Tight ends throwing in a bunch of blocks that you yeah. don't see. All, all of that, yeah. you know. Quarterbacks though are easy. People also follow the ball. Yes, that's exactly. It's real and they, easy it's, to follow it's the really ball. Easy to follow the ball, and if you follow, if you keep your eye on the ball, you're going to be talking about quarterback. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. So our friend Bill Connolly, Bill Connolly, of course, Texas Football Today's own Bill Connolly over there at <laughs> ESPN.com. Um, he has a piece up on Texas football, or I'm, I'm, no, he doesn't. No, he has it up on ESPN.com. <laughs> that, is, that is not accurate Boy, information. I <laughs> Boy, I wish. Um, on ESPN.com. Where he ranks all the top 60 college quarterbacks of the 21st century. I'm interested as to how he got 60. Like, um, why why 60? Uh, I, I don't know. That's, um, <laughs> that's an answer I would like. Uh, uh, but but more, basically, what he did was he thought, uh, I, I don't know why, why he got to 60. I, he probably could have done 100. I bet he was just like, if I, if I do more than this, I'm going to die. Yeah. So uh, he has his top 60 up. And of course, he's you know he's he's got uh, number one. I should I should warn you, uh, is is Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He thinks Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback of the of this of this all right century so far. Uh, I think that's you know fair. fair uh, by yeah. the way, when we talk, he's talking about when we talk about Texas quarterbacks, we're only going to talk about guys who finished at Texas schools. So for example, uh, like Kyler Murray is number seven. Right. We're not going to count Kyler Murray as a Texas quarterback right. because he didn't he finish his career there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how we're going to fit. Just like we'll consider Joe Burrow to be an LSU quarterback, not an Ohio State quarterback. Mm-hmm. So on his list, he does have a smattering of Texas quarterbacks. In fact, of the 60, nine of them are from co- Texas colleges. So let's go ahead and throw up the graphic. Here is what he's got as his top Texas quarterbacks of the last sec of the last uh, two decades, and so now I've numbered them one through nine. 
uh, I will tell you that it starts with num- uh, num- uh, the top Texas quarterback, Vince Young, was number three on his list mm-hmm. behind Cam Newton and Baker Mayfield. Robert Griffin III is his second Texas college quarterback. That was number 10 on his list. Uh, Colt McCoy checks in at number 12 on his list. Interesting. Johnny Manziel checks in at number 13, one spot behind him. Next up, Case Keenum from Houston. Uh, he is at number 22. On the list, Graham Harrell is at number 26 uh, on on the list, I think. Oh, wait, no. No, hold on. I lied. Where is Graham? Number 32. Non-truther. I know. Uh, number 32 is Graham Harrell. Uh, number... Uh, of, uh, then you have to drop all the way down to number 52, I believe, or 54 to find Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is at number 54. Uh, and then number 59 and number 60 are Andy Dalton at TCU and Kevin Cobb at Houston. So look, let's start with this. Let's start with the positioning statement. I actually think this is a pretty good list. I don't have a, I don't have a huge amount of um, complaints here. I think there is a fair argument to move Johnny Manziel up, uh, but I yeah. think one of the things is that Colt McCoy did do it for longer. Johnny Manziel basically had that incredible 2012 year, mm-hmm. a pretty good 2013 year. And that was it, and they went to the NFL draft. Yeah, I would think, too, that it by looking just at this list, it seems like there might have been some heavy weight on the did-you-make-it-to-a-national-championship type I think of that's thing. certainly part of it. And I think that maybe that's why he went up, because I feel like a lot of, that would be the one that most people would be pretty ticked about. Uh, for Robert Griffin III, he makes a really interesting... I probably don't need to tell you that why Vince Young is number one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert Griffin III, he makes a really interesting point. He says that... Uh, Robert Griffin III was Baylor's Andrew Luck, that he was a guy who took the program and really revolutionized it. They yeah. had not, uh, they had not won, had a winning season in 13 years before he showed up. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, easy to forget. Uh, and then, of course, they won 10 games, and he was spectacular. Won the Heisman as well. Got in the uh, the summer, winter edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, I should say. Uh, Case Keenum, I think, is an interesting one that people probably forget too much. Yeah. But Case Keenum was awesome. For uh, for Houston, uh, he was perfect for both Art Briles and Kevin Sumlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than five thousand yards. Uh, he has uh, nineteen. Th- he has uh, he is of course the uh, all time leading passer in college football history as far as career passing yards. He has two thousand more than anyone else. That's crazy. That is so nice. case came, and that's why I think you're right. There's certainly like an element of like you're tied to your success mm-hmm. that like Houston with Case Keenum was, was pretty good, but they weren't like elite. They weren't contending right. for national championships. Yeah. And so I think from a numbers perspective, there's an argument that Case Keenum should be higher. Right. Graham Harrell's kind of in that same boat too. Graham Harrell's fourth all time in college football passing yards. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but he checks in at number six on the list. Mahomes at number seven. Uh, uh, you know, I think obviously what he's done at the next level, I think has, has overshadowed uh, what he did at, mm-hmm. at Texas tech. Uh, he threw 40, you know, he was, uh, he was incredible, but they only went 12 and 13 with Pat Mahomes at the, at the helm. Um, Andy Dalton, I'm, I'm glad he got on this list. Uh, I think Andy Dalton is, um, is woefully underrated. Yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily on this list. I don't know if I'd move him up, but I'm glad that he's getting the recognition because Andy Dalton was really, really good. And, and the numbers, I think don't bear that out. Like he only threw for 10,000 yards. And I know that sounds like, Oh my gosh, he's only threw for 10,000 yards. But like, that's like, for example, he has the same, like essentially the same number of passing yards as, let me see if I can find this. Um, he basically has the same number of passing yards as like 
Cody Kessler at USC or Jared Lorenzen at Kentucky. Yeah. But I think that what he brought from a leadership perspective and being that steady hand at TCU deserves some recognition. I'm glad he made that list. I think that you can put him close in the same category of RG3 by mm-hmm. just saying he kind of put TCU on yeah. the map when he did that. Because realistically, yeah. I mean, TCU was, you know, a, a decent program, yeah. but it was like that's when people really started going, oh, Okay, yeah. there's another school in Texas. So, and then there's one more in, in number 60. Starts off the list with Kevin Cobb, the, the, the quarterback at Houston. And again, a guy, a guy I think is, is really forgotten. In, in the, and I'm glad he got uh, uh, you know, acknowledged here because he was like the OG mm-hmm. Art Bryles Air Raid quarterback. Yeah. He was like the first, and he helped lead Houston to their first 10-win season in 16 years there in 2006. So, yeah. Uh, look, overall, I don't have a ton of arguments here. Mm-hmm. Now... I do want to say, and I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying they should be on the list. I want to be very clear. That I'm not necessarily saying they should be. Give on the them list. an honorable mention spot. Here's a couple of guys that I think deserve an honorable mention on this list. Okay, one of them, Mason Fine. Ka, yes. Mason you want to talk Fine, about a catalyst that brought a program up? Mason Fine is 28th in. All in career passing yards. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about a guy who gave a program a boot in the butt to yeah. get them going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Mason Fine... Again, I'm not saying he should be on that top 60. No. I'm saying if we were making a Texas list, He's I want him there. to be in consideration for that. Because mm-hmm. I think he was really spectacular there uh, for them. Um, another guy that I think gets really just grossly over- overlooked is Chase Clement, the quarterback at Rice, from 05 to 08. Yeah. He was a steady hand for them. I thought he was very solid for them. Uh, he is. Uh, he has, how about this? He threw the same number of touchdown passes as Matt Leinart in college. He threw more touchdown passes than Cliff Kingsbury in college. Okay? Yeah. He threw more touchdown passes than Geno Smith. He has... Two, he has one, two fewer touchdown passes in college than Chase Daniel. Okay, Chase Clement was awesome. Yeah, and I think he deserves a little bit of credit as well. If we were making a Texas list, mm-hmm. and another guy, and I, I know that this is off a little bit off the beaten path. Let's put some respect on Trevor Vitito's name. Trevor Vitito at UTEP okay. from 07 to 10, and again, I know that part of it is that they just weren't very good. Right. right? I mean, from 07 to 10, they go four and eight. He goes four and eight, six and seven, five and seven. Is that right? Uh, no, I've skipped over one. Four and eight, five and seven, four and eight, six and seven. Like mm-hmm. they just weren't very good. But that's like by no fault of Trevor Vitito, who is thirtieth in college football history in passing yards. He is thirty first in in passing touchdowns. Trevor Vitito was really really good there. Mm-hmm. And so look, those are a couple of, of of honorable mentions that I would want to throw on there. Again, I'm not saying they they should be on the top. 60 all time because you do have to have a place for Cam Newton. Yeah. And you exactly. do have to have a place for, for Baker Mayfield. For Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yep. Right? Like, I get it. And, and, and Timmy Chang and all those guys. What I will say is that if you are making a top 10 list of just college football quarterbacks in the state of Texas in the last 20, 20 years, mm-hmm. I think there's other guys that get in there. Uh, uh, it does maybe a little bit, uh, you know, I think that uh, this is going to draw the ire of some. Does Sam Ellinger deserve a spot there? Yeah. Right? I mean, he was spectacular. I also think, and I know he wasn't the quarterback for very long, mm-hmm. but 
I thought Bryce Petty was really, really good at Baylor. Yeah, they brought that. Uh, Bryce Petty was exceptional at Baylor. Um, Someone uh, said uh, Trayvon Boykin. Trayvon Boykin was yeah. very good. Obviously, it didn't end particularly no. elegantly there yeah. at TCU, but I think that he was fun to watch. He was a guy that that really took them to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, it's an interesting piece. You should go read it on ESPN.com. It's it's called Ranking the Top... Uh, ranking... <laughs> what is it called? Oh, my gosh. Scroll. Ranking College Football's Top 60 Quarterbacks of the 2000s. Um, and, you know, to take that from a Texas perspective, yeah. I think it's an interesting thought. Exercise. I really like, too, with the, the names that were listed, I really appreciate the fact that you can tell that he did not... Because you mentioned it when we talked about Patrick Mahomes, obviously. He... Bill literally did it where he was talking about college quarterbacks and only focused on their time at college. Because yeah. I feel like too, so many times too many lists end up looking at either what they did beforehand or what they did afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it kind of says, oh, well, he just, you know, won the Super Bowl and then played in the Super well, Bowl again. He's got to be yeah. like he had to have been super good in college. And it's like uh, he was, but he is not better than Johnny Manziel was in college, right. even though Manziel didn't do anything afterwards. Right, you like, know? Yeah, I think it's easy to get starry-eyed with guys like Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? But, like, in college. Or, I mean, it's easy to get – and it's weird because – Even like, Vince Young. Yeah, I mean. and, you know, yeah. But but that's – but the thing is, I do think that it's – he, he has to uh, – that when you make a list like this, you have to balance a few different things. Mm-hmm. One is, like, obviously what you did from, like, a numbers perspective. Yes, one of them is like how your team did because if you're throwing for a million yards a game but your team's losing every game, like are you a particularly are you relevant? Really that, yeah. Are you relevant? And then also, like, can you kind of block out what you've done since then? Mm-hmm. Because you know there are guys that you know, like Vince Young is kind of the reverse of that. Vince Young yep. was a guy who was absolutely spectacular in he college. He gets the NFL, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel is kind of the same way too. Absolutely spectacular in college, gets to the pros, doesn't really work out. Mm-hmm. So. It's an interesting kind of way of balancing all of those different things, and I think that I think it's a pretty good list. I'm yeah. not just saying that because Bill's. And a problem, I, yeah, again, if you want to put it, the fourth option in there, like we said, of of how did you shape the program too? Like that was a a big one with yeah. like RG right. thirty three. Yeah, know? and, and there's, like, there's yeah, so many factors impact. that go into this list. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, program impact. All right, there you go. Make sure you check that out on ESPN.com. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment: Final Thoughts. Um, I don't think that we have a lot. Uh, there. I mean, there's some programming notes. Do you want to do that now, or we can wait? We'll wait. We got a couple days. Pickles quitting the show. Yeah, it's gonna do for us. For good. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day <laughs> with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Look us on Facebook, facebookcom campbells Follow us on Instagram, instagramcom campbells and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, your ears should be burning. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. <laughs> We'll see you tomorrow for Hot Take Tuesday on Texas Football Today.